Hello everyone, I'm Tori. And I'm Kariana. And welcome to God in All Things. Today we are back after a little extra long break in between episodes. With it being the beginning of the year, we wanted to take a little bit of time, extra time to plan out. And then we just had Christmas activities and all that drama. So we're done with all of that and we're back in this with our next Marvel episode, Captain America, which I'm very excited about. But let's... Start by discussing the film, of course, and then we'll get into our personal thoughts and stuff after that. Awesome. Yeah, so we have Steve Rogers, um, who's a sickly, kind of gangly guy (laughs) um, who desperately wants to join the army in order to fight Nazi Germany. However, he's rejected over and over until finally given the service opportunity of a lifetime. He's injected with a super soldier serum, giving him superhuman strength, as well as amplifying his already courageous and compassionate nature. He then becomes the face of the United States World War II propaganda. However, he's not the first to receive a version of the serum, and the newly identified Captain America will quickly switch from actor to soldier as he learns firsthand that while good qualities are amplified by the serum, so are bad ones and thus begins a big journey for this poor guy because (laughs) he he has probably one of the sadder origin stories in some ways as far as i mean obviously his powers maybe not necessarily but like how he comes into the avengers is really sad like he's the one that really loses everything so it's like really simple so it's easy to forget about Mm -hmm. but then when you think about it you're like oh The dude was picked up and transplanted in a Mm -hmm. world he didn't know anything about or anyone in. Like, that alone is just, I mean, it's devastating. Yeah, and with (laughs) this idea that he'll never be able to go back. Like, it's not just like he's been transplanted. It's like, that's it. Like, he will never see these people again and never live that life again. And it's a whole new world for him. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, yeah, it's awful, yeah, really. It is. Um, personal experiences. So this one, I can't remember if I saw it before Avengers or not. I think I did, and I liked it, but I wasn't, like, enthralled with Marvel yet, so I wasn't super invested. It was actually the Avengers film, the first Avengers film, that actually made me fall in love with Captain America, like, really, like, attracted to him, like my teenage crush kind of a thing. Um, Whereas, like, the original movie I enjoyed, but it just didn't hit me that way, I guess. I don't know, as far as making me a fan of his. But I did enjoy the film, and then as I've grown older, I mean, I just, I'm a historical fiction girly. So a superhero movie set in the past during World War II is going to be one that really attracts me in general and it's going to be something that's a little more within my preferences because I do like that historical setting. So I definitely, coming back to this, I do really enjoy it as a film. I think it's a really well-plotted film compared to the Thor movie (laughs) in particular, but it also just has really interesting characters and character dynamics. And it's just like a classic superhero movie. Like it's feel-good, he's a good guy, He's pure of heart and he's standing for what's right. And so it's very simple compared to a lot of the other like complex issues they deal with as they go along. But it's kind of also refreshing in the way that it is so like basic superhero, just have fun, enjoy it. And also just see 
that even this really good-hearted person has his own struggles and things. And yeah, I really like Captain America, so it was fun to revisit it. Yeah, I wasn't really a Captain America fan (laughs) as a teenager, which I think we've probably talked about Uh a couple of times. Yeah, kind of actually the exact thing that you just described, like, like unattracted me because he's like boring, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like the yeah, okay, he's just like, good. Mm -hmm. He just does the right thing all the time. (laughs) And um, it's very like I had the same issue with Superman growing up. That's why I always loved Batman over Superman, right? And then I was a Tony Stark girly over (laughs) Captain America. Um, I just loved my rich, smart jerk guys. (laughs) 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 And uh, yeah, so as I've gotten older, I've definitely grown out of that. And I think I'd probably say that, like, my Superman and Captain America journey probably paralleled each other very okay. similarly mm-hmm. as I learned to, like, see the complexities and the interesting facets, like, underneath mm-hmm. um, their characters. Because obviously they have them. They're still... Yeah. Captain America is a very three-dimensional character. You know, he knows his principles, um, which maybe that's part of it as I got older and become a per- became a person who is very, very founded on, yes. <laughs> on strict <laughs> principles. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> and also like got more that. patriotic. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. I think as I got older, I just became a lot more like Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, okay, yeah. in a in a less perfect way. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I can relate to him a lot more and appreciate his values a lot more for sure. And so that made it easier for me to to become more of a fan of him. So, so yes, definitely a fan now. No issues there. (laughs) I love Captain America. This was probably my first time rewatching the movie since it came out. Um, So it was very, it was very entertaining. I was telling Tori as I was watching it, I was like, the, what I remember about this movie is that it's set during world war two and Steve Rogers becomes a super soldier. (laughs) And everything else was brand new. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. so so that was so it was pretty fun to be able to revisit that and kind of relearn everything, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's a good movie. I still don't think I would probably put it at like outstanding, mm-hmm. to be honest. Like okay, watching yeah. it, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. That's that's like a solid superhero movie, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know if I'd give it more than that, but yeah. but I I thoroughly enjoy it. Like there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> yeah. I can respect that. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite favorite Marvel movies, but I will say the Captain America arc as far as his three movies, I think is the best. Like okay. I feel like this one's the weakest of those, but it's still really solid and strong and you enjoy it. And then the second and third, I feel like are like some of the most interesting like winter soldier and civil war are like some of the most interesting marvel movies yeah i don't know if i've watched those since they came out either either. so i'll discover it as we go (laughs) because yeah i feel like some of the others like have weak one weaker ones whereas all three of those i'm like they may not all be like favorite favorites but they're all like solid like i'm i don't really have solid complaints about any of them whereas like iron man iron man two for me is like meh. it's fun it's good but it's right. not as great i know a lot of people don't like the third one and then like thor i've already made my complaints yes for. and then i don't necessarily love his first film especially so i right. feel like captain america is like the one that's like they're all good right movies i don't have any issue with them okay. so anyway um, can i give yeah. my potential hot take oh yes okay. please so i don't know 
I don't know how you feel about this. Okay. Um, Captain America's ending. <laughs> so this, uh, what we were talking about with, um, oh, his, um, his origin coming to the Avengers being really, really sad and depressing, mm-hmm. right? When he, at the very, very end, gets to go back to Peggy and just, like, live his life. <laughs> I know so many people hate that, and I say it's the greatest thing in the entire world. <laughs> okay. Um, because, mm-hmm. And I felt that so strongly when, like, the scene, when he says the last line, you know, he's like, I had a date. I'm like, how can anyone be upset? <laughs> He just got to go back and live with Peggy. Sorry, I can't spoiler even understand. Alert. I can't even understand. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's it's relevant because of like yeah, the origin that and that like mm-hmm. you the origin and that line is like what it's like, oh my gosh, like he deserved it, guys. Like please. And I, I know the arguments against it and I get it, but I will just forever be on the side of it was beautiful and i love yes. it i would say on that i'm honestly relatively indifferent to it i don't hate it i probably would lean more liking it than hating it okay but i just okay. like don't feel super passionately about it like i'm just like sad to see him go right. and i think by then too i had to like by that point in the story i developed more feelings for other characters than okay. i had for him by the end of it and so Marta's I just invested. kind of was like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's nice. And I definitely agree with you, though. I'm like, I lean more towards liking it because, yeah, I'm like, he deserved it. He went through so much. And the fact that he had this opportunity, I don't blame him for taking that. And now there's about a billion superheroes that are there. Like, it's fine. He does <laughs> not him? need to be there. <laughs> like, there are plenty yes. of other people now who can handle things in that time period. And so... I respect his decision okay. to go back, right. and I like it. I love it for him. And I do I like the way he him. talks about it, too, where he's like, when Sam asks him, like, do you want to tell me about her? And he's like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> I think that's so cute. It's like, no, Precious. that's between me and her, basically. Precious. So... Love. Anyway, yeah. case. just wanted, yeah, yes, yep. as I that was just, I think that was a good throw in, yeah, just felt really throw strongly about it with the <laughs> with the end it. of the movie. I was uh-huh. like, okay, no, this like it connects to the end too perfectly. Yes. Like I just it needs to be discussed. <laughs> yes, so good. sorry if you hate it. I don't even feel like I don't even care if you're mad at me right now because like <laughs> I like it and yeah. it's fine. Good, good Kay. for you, Cariana. You're so Thanks. principled. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, story. So, <laughs> speaking of principles, our gospel yes. principle that we're going to be discussing is believe in your knowledge, which sounds kind of strange, but let me explain. So sometimes we can find ourselves knowing that something is true, but it can still be difficult to believe in it. For example, we can know that God lives, but struggle to believe he will actually be there for us. In other words, we can have a testimony, but conversion is often more difficult to gain. President Russell M. Nelson, in his talk, Christ is Risen, Faith in Him Will Move Mountains, from April Conference of 2021, encourages us to allow the Lord to lead us on our journey of spiritual discovery. It is the choice to let him in that allows us to more fully benefit from a relationship with him and our own divine potential, rather than simply learning the gospel as a list of basic facts. This choice is what will more deeply change us. 
And I think Captain America, one of his greatest strengths is he has belief behind the knowledge he has. He has a knowledge of facts at his disposal and he believes in them enough to follow through with them. He doesn't, he's not held back by doubt very often. Yeah. And, and it does, not to say that he doesn't feel doubt. He has doubts. He's just not held back by them. He just follows through and just trusts enough to keep him going. And it's really amazing to watch. And it was really cool watching this time with that in mind and having thought of that. So, all right. So we start off in the modern day with S.H.I.E.L.D. discovering the jet craft, whatever plane that Captain America ended up crashing in order to save everybody. And they end up, we just see his S.H.I.E.L.D. We don't see his like unconscious body in the ice but we see his shield and then it basically flashes back in time to what 1942 or something like that when johan schmidt schmidt is that Mm -hmm. his name he is a man who ends up attacking norway and this town in norway and this man is like in this churchish building and he and another man are discussing like we got to protect something we don't know what they're talking about then johan schmidt comes in and basically he kill ends up killing them and taking the tesseract which is this as far as we know at this point it's some sort of mythical power that has lied here for a very long time from the norse gods So that's all we really know at this point. Obviously, Thor did come out before this, so you have that connection and stuff, but we don't know a lot about what the Tesseract actually is at this point. But then it flashes over to a young man by the name of Steve Rogers, who is in trying to get into the U.S. Army. It's during World War II, obviously, and he's a very small man. It's a little bit of an unsettling CGI situation. It is a little unsettling. (laughs) Yes, with uh, Chris <laughs> Evans's head on this tiny little man's body. Yeah. So there's that. But anyway, we see him. He's trying to apply for the U.S. Army. And my first note comes from actually right as we see him. He has this conversation with this guy who's reading a paper. And the guy's like, a lot of men dying over there kind of makes you think twice about enlisting, huh? And he immediately says, nope. Like, he's just this tiny little guy, and he just immediately is like, nope. Like, he knows that he has a responsibility regardless of what that means for him, what regardless of the sacrifice. So we're very, like, in that one brief interaction, we see exactly what kind of person we're dealing with, which yeah. I really love from a writing standpoint. And it's so empowering to see someone so small take his responsibility of lifting where he stands so seriously. In a talk in this last general conference called In the Path of Their Duty by Elder Bednar, he discusses a lot about how there's always those kind of more minor background characters in history and in the church who maybe don't stand out their nameless within the writings of history, but they really make a huge impact and do some of the most faithful and good acts, but we just don't see them. And so at this point, that's where Steve is. Like he's in a position where he's struggling because of what other people are throwing at him, but he has that sense of responsibility and faith that he needs to do something and participate regardless of what it may mean for him. 
Then we further see this quality in him when he goes to the movie theater and he's about to watch a movie, but beforehand they have these kind of like advertisements, I guess. Propaganda, thank Mm -hmm. you. Encouraging people to do their part to help in the war effort. And there's this jerk in front of him who's just shouting like, get on with it, we don't care, like move on. And Steve's trying to tell him like, hey, show some respect, like, this is important and stuff. And finally, he just tells him to shut up. And the guy in front of him, like, stands up and turns around. And then it cuts to him, the guy beating Steve up in an alleyway behind the theater. And this is when we get the first uh, iteration of the classic line, I can do this all day. (laughs) I can do this all day. Steve's little skinny body. Yes. His immediate just like I basically again seeing another quality about him that he is willing to keep going at it when it's a principle he believes in he will keep going at it no matter how hurt he is no matter how dangerous it is for him it like goes back to he's willing to sacrifice anything for the greater good now we're seeing like he really means it like we're seeing him getting hurt because of his principles, but he's still standing by them. And I just love that about him. Yeah, for sure. One of the interesting t- things to, to me about this fight is that he doesn't do a whole lot of fighting back. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think we maybe see him throw one punch, but for the most part, like the first, th- maybe we don't see him throw a punch. Maybe Bucky no. is the fir- only one to throw a punch. I don't think mm-hmm. we do. We only see like this guy hits him. And he gets back up and the guy hits him again and he gets back up. It's like he's Mm. getting back up so that this guy can hit him all over again. It's like, to me, it speaks to this idea of he's doing everything he can do. Mm -hmm. Like he knows what he's capable of and he knows he can't beat this guy up. If he throws a punch like the guy, like he's not going to (laughs) care, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not going to do anything. But what he can do is keep getting back up and show this bully that there is somebody out there who believes in the war effort and believes in showing respect for the soldiers and for everybody doing their part. And will keep getting back up for that, no matter what you Mm -hmm. do to him. And I just, I just love that, that his fight is just taking hits and that that Mm -hmm. alone is, yeah, again, like I said, just, just that idea of doing all that he can do, that Mm -hmm. he can take hits and he'll do it all day. (laughs) Yes. uh Yeah. In fact, in that talk by Elder Bednar, he specifically talks about the heroes in the last wagon of every wagon train who are getting all the dust and muck stirred up in front of them, getting in their eyes and stuff, but they keep moving forward with the train, doing their part, being a part of that transition across the United States to a place where they know they need to be. And he talks about how they kept moving forward worn and tired, foot sore, sometimes almost disheartened, borne up by their faith that God loved them, that the restored gospel was true, and that the Lord led and directed the brethren out in the front. And I love, like, applying that to Steve. Like, we see that in, yes, he's taking all these hits from people in front of him, but he's being buoyed up by the fact that he he does believe in God. We do get that hint a little later. He has a religious belief. He believes in the principles that his country is fighting for, and he believes that the people leading them into that war are also guided by a divine hand. And all of those things is what's keeping him able to take those punches and keep getting up mm-hmm. because he's hanging on to those things. 
Yeah. He knows. He <laughs> knows what's right and he believes in it. Yes. Yeah. And that really is, it's the difference. I mean, knowing something, you can still back down from it. It's yeah. the, I really think it's that powerful combination of he knows it, but then he feels it. He mm-hmm. believes it. Yes. <laughs> and that I think is the, is the push yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was a choice for him. Like he chose to believe that. I'm. You never get the feeling that his principles, even though he stands by them so strong. I, at least I don't get the feeling that it's like necessarily, I guess it's natural to him, but like not necessarily like it's just part of his personality. Like he mm-hmm. has a choice that he's making every time he's standing by those principles. Like I always get the feeling that his agency is behind it. It's not just mm-hmm. he's like that. I think there's some level of that, obviously, for him to do, be able to do it. But he also, there's a choice behind him every time he gets back up. I think it's important to remember that it does start with a choice to believe in something. It's okay if it doesn't just happen for you. Right. Like, yeah. It, the choice needs to you be You get there. to choose mm-hmm. who you are and what exactly. you stand for. Exactly. I think we see a little bit of proof of that decision making later when he's in the car with Peggy and he's like, oh yeah, I know this neighborhood. I got beat up in that alley and in that parking lot and over there. He's like yeah. pointing out all the places mm-hmm. he's gotten beat up and Peggy asks him, didn't you like didn't you ever think to run from a fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he explains he says if you run then they never stop chasing you Mm -hmm. but if you fight back if you push back then you can like i don't remember exactly what he says but you can Mm -hmm. show them something right and i think in that we see a little bit of like he's thought about this and he's decided Mm -hmm. he said i can run or i can fight and fighting is the one that will accomplish what i want to yes and Mm -hmm. show and make the impact that I want and show that I show the beliefs that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting just thinking about in the case of belief and choosing to believe, like figuring out if I believe in this, will it help me accomplish my desires, which Mm -hmm. are desires, if they're in line with our divine potential that we're seeking them to be in line with, then of course we're going to choose to believe in God and Christ and in the restored gospel because that's what's going to get us where we want to get. And so I think there is an aspect of seeing the bigger picture and choosing what do I want in the end of this. So at the end of this fight, we meet his best friend Bucky who comes in and saves him and he's about to go off to war and Steve's of course very jealous of this. But they decide to hang out one last night. There's like, I think it's like exhibition. Is that... that's the word for it. I don't know if it's a special specific yeah, exhibition or anything, but Howard Stark is there. We get to see Iron Man's dad for a second and he comes on and is showing off his new hover cars or whatever. And Bucky has set himself and Steve up on a double date. So that's what they're doing there. And Steve is not having a good time. So he ends up going. There's a recruitment station nearby and he goes, <laughs> of course. He's a little again. obsessive. Yes. Trying again. He's tried five times already using different names and information which is illegal but he just really wants to get in the action and so he's not principled in the case of honesty yeah no no at least not when it's standing in the way of bigger things for him for sure and while he's there like thinking about going in bucky comes and finds him and is like are you really gonna do this again and they kind of have this little fight which is interesting because again we get to see a little bit about more about steve and this is also when the doctor sees 
what's inside of Steve's heart and is becomes intrigued by him. And Bucky is like, why do you want to go so bad? Like, you wouldn't survive very long out there. Like, what are you trying to prove? And Steve ends up saying, there are men laying down their lives. I have no right to do anything less than them. This isn't about me. And I really, it was really interesting watching because that's a line that you, like, hear people say in movies. And it's, like, always with this connotation of, like, okay, but actually it, they are making it about them and stuff but this was one when I was like watching it I was like I believe him like he's not doing this for him like I mean there's always some aspect maybe of his own pride or whatever but I'm like in like genuinely I think he really is doing this just for the principle of wanting to serve his country it's not about him and Bucky's kind of like yeah like you have nothing to prove and I was like I just I actually believe that he is coming from a place of wanting to do this for the right reasons. And the doctor clearly sees that as well. Like, he's like, it's not about him. He's not treating it as being about him. He's treating it as being about the principle they're all fighting for. So we get to see the doctor come in during Steve's medical inspection the doctor comes in just having found all his different files from his different attempts to join the army and he asks him about it he's like why did you want to try this many times basically and steve's like i don't like bullies i don't care where they're from and he wants to fight against people who are oppressors and it's interesting because it's coming from a place where he's lived in his whole life with people beating on him and pushing him down and so many people would end up learning a sense of hopelessness from that but he's chosen to keep believing like we've said in good principles and in things higher than himself and that's what's kept him alive and that's what's kept him wanting to serve even when he is pushed down so many times. And I think it's really impressive to watch. And the doctor agrees. (laughs) So he um, says, I'm going to send you into the army. I have this new experiment that I've been working on and the army wants me to test it out and we're trying to find the right person to be our lab rat. Basically, he doesn't use that word, but that's what they're looking for is someone to test this on, someone who they can really trust. And he, the doctor definitely has a lot of hope and belief that it could be Steve. So Steve ends up going out and we see, again, a few more qualities in him. First of all, there's this scene where they're training and they're all running. And the leader of this group tells them that if they get this flag down, that they'll be able to ride in the truck the rest of the way. And they're all trying to climb the pole and they can't. And finally, he like has them all get back in line. But Steve just stays over there and... And, like, goes and pulls out this little screw from the bottom, knocking the pole over and taking the flag. And so we see that he's not only, like, a good-hearted person, he's also very intelligent. And he thinks outside of the box, which is a really big deal for a super soldier to have. We also see this great moment where the doctor and the general are having an argument about whether or not Steve or this other guy should do it. And this other guy is like your classic soldier type. He's got a good body. He's like really strong. He can do all of the exercises really well. But the doctor, of course, is all in Steve's corner. And so the general ends up throwing this fake grenade in and shouts out grenade and everybody just scatters. And Steve just jumps in on top of it and says, everybody get out of the way like sacrificing himself 
showing not only that self-sacrificial attitude to what they're fighting for, but also it shows guts. Like that's what the doctor and the general are discussing right before is guts, that we need guts. And he has that. And all of this is interesting to me because the doctor then explains later on that the serum that they're going to inject him with magnifies what's already there. And so it's easy, obviously he's a good-hearted, principled person, so it magnifies that. But it also magnifies his intelligence and wisdom. It also magnifies his guts and his willingness to do what needs to be done and his toughness. And so we're seeing that he really is a well-rounded person on the inside who will be able to be magnified to the best he possibly can be and anybody could possibly be with this serum rather than just being a big big guy already i'll be the contrarian voice okay. <laughs> um because we have this whole beautiful wonderful list of all of steve's positive qualities which <laughs> i absolutely agree with he's okay, a wonderful yes. <laughs> amazing human being and he deserved to be chosen for the super serum and he was the <laughs> perfect the perfect candidate right it's actually kind of funny to me that this colonel is so like dead set on like this perfect strong soldier i'm like Dude, like his strength yeah. is gonna like, Come like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what difference does it make? <laughs> Literally, your whole test should be about personality yes. <laughs> and nothing mm-hmm. else. But yeah, I love the moment of the grenade when the when the I didn't understand what he was getting at right away. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest, when he was like, it takes more than just be. Where he says, "Nice doesn't win wars. It takes guts." Or I think mm-hmm. is is close to yeah. the close to the line and then just throws the grenade and I was like oh my gosh (laughs) what just happened (laughs) and then it took me a minute to realize that it showed that like Steve had the guts you know Mm -hmm. like he has the niceness and he has and I was like did he genuinely believe that this other soldier guy would jump on that grenade like (laughs) no like you are looking for the wrong qualities my friend (laughs) most people are gonna run away from a grenade yes um so anyway so you know steve is great steve is great all the way back i think i would say that if i were to choose one quality that is steve's imperfection it would actually be his pride Mm, and i wouldn't say that that's necessarily to a fatal point i don't think it i don't think i think he keeps it in check and Mm -hmm. so it doesn't get to a point where it could become his downfall in any way Mm -hmm. um But I think he definitely does. And going back to that conversation with Bucky, you hear him say, like, in their little bickering, um, he says something like, what am I supposed to do? Like, collect metal scraps? Like, there Mm -hmm. are other ways for him to support Mm -hmm. the war effort. Things where he would live longer (laughs) Mm -hmm. and be able to contribute for a longer amount of time, right? Um, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants yeah. to go fight, which is kind of connected to that sense of like glory and honor. And I don't mm. think that's his sole purpose. Yeah. I agree mm-hmm. that like he has that sense of duty. There are men laying down their lives. Like he wants to, he doesn't feel right letting other men die while he's perfectly safe mm. back in the States, right? I believe that he feels that way. But then he also tells Bucky, as Bucky is leaving, he says, don't win the war until I get there. Mm. And that speaks to me a lot of like, like if you're wishing for a war to last longer for you to, you know, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just kind of that sense of like, you really should want the war to end like tomorrow, even if that means you never got Mm. to participate in it. But there's still that sense of like wanting to like say you did something Mm -hmm. and to be a part of it, even if that means 
like furthering the suffering of mm. other people who are part of it. So a couple of those small things do speak to me a little bit of his pride. And I think we see it for uh, going, going on as well, just kind of in his confidence. And again, I think he uses it for good. So mm. it, it's okay. But as we keep going, you know, we'll see the sense of like, he knows what's right. And he doesn't believe anybody else does in mm-hmm. a way, you know, yeah. like he has decided what's right. And he just kind of figures, no, I know what's right. And therefore yeah. that's what's right. And that mm-hmm. kind of has this sense of like, there's a pride to that in a yeah. way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so thankfully in this movie, again, I don't remember other movies. So I'll be mm-hmm. interested to see where this goes yeah. um, and my beginning thoughts on it. But in this movie, he is always right. (laughs) So it's fine. Um, But if it happened that he wasn't and somebody else had the better idea, I don't necessarily see him listening to it Mm. super well, which I do feel like I can recall seeing like in civil war, you Mm -hmm. know, it becomes such a big deal because he says, no, this is right. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to listen to what anybody else has to say about it because Mm -hmm. he knows and he's decided. And so I do see, I do see this point of pride being something that is not a wholly positive quality and has the potential to, to lead him down to some inferior decisions. Yeah, I could see that. It's so interesting that you said that, though. I'm listening to the Mistborn trilogy by Brandon Sanderson, and I was listening to a lot of it today, the the second one, Well of Ascension, and in it, there's, like, this whole thing where there's this guy who's trying to be king, and he's kind of... Like, he's just, like, a little nerdy guy. <laughs> so, like, we love our little it's nerdy like, guys. I know, we do. <laughs> and he just is, like, trying to navigate this new role and stuff that he feels like he's able to do because he's learned a lot and he knows a lot and has thought a lot about policy and about a lot of these things that he's going to have to do as a king, as a politician. But there's this woman who, basically, to keep things simple, she just knows a lot about leadership and, like, it's part of her responsibility in this world to teach other people her knowledge as needed and so part of her knowledge is she's read and like memorized basically all these biographies of these great leaders and so he she comes to him and he's very like humble and he like has his buddies that he's like they call him by his nickname even in public and like he is like oh you know like what do you guys think? Like always like wanting everybody's opinion. And she's like, if you're going to the best leaders in history are willing to take advice, but as soon as they make a decision, they stick by it. Right. And if you're not going to do that, you're not a good leader because you need to just like embrace like your responsibility is to make the decisions and make things happen. And if you don't, then that's when things crumble is when people are too wavering in their decision making or eat or like listen to an unreasonable extent to other people without just sticking by their decisions. Um, So it's just interesting that you said that when he becomes the Avengers leader, like he has that quality that can be a flaw if it's taken in the wrong places, but also it's what makes him a good leader, which I'm not saying that that, you weren't saying that, (laughs) but it's just really interesting. Like 
having just that kind of connection and thinking about like even his flaw is what makes him a great leader yes (laughs) oh yeah and i think it's it's one of the remarkable things about him because i would agree i would agree that that is the closest thing he has to a flaw and it is a vital quality (laughs) in making him Uh, the leader of the adventures like in general yes which is why i added that yeah Yeah. like Mm -hmm. he he keeps it in check and i think Mm -hmm. that he could in some case, perhaps not keep it in check, yes. but he does. And so it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. <laughs> but but I do see it with... come out in a couple, like I said, those couple yeah. of statements mm-hmm. that I don't fully love where I'm like, yes. okay, Steve, like, come You're on, like, come, come on. Now. Come now. <laughs> but, yeah. but it works uh, out. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. In that role as a leader, you just have to be like that. Yeah. And there's kind of, yep. in that same book and in some other discussions with this lady she like mentions that sometimes as a leader you can't care what the people Mm. you're leading think about you because you you just need to lead them to the best place that they can be otherwise things are just gonna fall apart so it's just it is really interesting like that sometimes our flaws i guess it's that weaknesses becoming strengths you (laughs) You take those weaknesses and manipulate them just right and mold them so that essentially they are strengths and it may lead like for him i think it will lead him to make some bad decisions right but honestly it also means that he's going to save a lot of situations yeah overall more good comes from it than bad which is true of all of us Mm -hmm. you know we all Mm -hmm. make bad decisions and so it's still admirable that he's able to stick to what he believes Mm -hmm. is right and just do that you know Mm -hmm. um whereas a lot of people make bad decisions not having that quality too so (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. we all go down different paths and and that's his but overall he he manages to use it for a lot more good than bad for sure Mm -hmm. we continue to see that the doctor really sees a lot of these good leadership and just good person qualities in him when he actually asks like why me why did you choose me to take the serum and the doctor explains basically yeah it magnifies what's already there and he's like i hope after this serum and everything that you keep what you have not being a good soldier but being a good man and I love that sentiment. It actually made me, it didn't make me like actually emotional, but like in my head thinking about it, I was like, wow, that's really empowering just to know that's one of the last things he says to him. Mm -hmm. And just thinking about where the rest of his life takes him, knowing that he really took that to heart of, I always want to be a good man and keep that part of myself. And he does like, he's the same all the way through he changes as far as his understanding of things right. and his wisdom grows but it's not like he completely like he's the one character who really doesn't change all that much yeah he just kind of pretty much stays him. the same yeah. he just like yeah like i said gains more experience and you honestly i wouldn't call him a good soldier <laughs> yes <especially laughs> which is kind of interesting point, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he um he disobeys, he goes off on an unauthorized mission, mm-hmm. and then later on we see him totally break from the U.S. government, right? Like, he is not tied to the government, he's not blindly obedient, he's not a good soldier, mm-hmm. he's just a good man. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he, re- like, really, truly takes it to heart. Yes, mm-hmm. which is amazing, and again, his principles that he sticks to, he hears that and he's like, I will i, I will that. do that yeah i will do that i i mm-hmm. believe that that's right yes and so and so he does he, he acts on it, it. yeah mm-hmm. 
This episode has been divided into two parts. You have reached the end of part one. Part two will be released the following Thursday. We hope you enjoyed the first half of our discussion. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at God in All Things Podcast. Additionally, if you are interested in seeing what Tori is currently reading, head over to her YouTube channel, Good Strong Words. Thank you again for listening. We hope you are having a wonderful day. Keep remembering to see God in all things, and we will see you next time. Bye!